The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We've got the live show Wednesday night. Will you swear at the venue? What? I can't what if wait. there's like little kids there? You can be like Green Day or you Billy Joe. That, but first of all, it's a get bar. Get your fucking hands and up. The kid doesn't have ID of 21 or older. His ass is getting thrown out. That's true. You're going to be 21. out of here, kid. We got nobody uh, young here, right? I can swear. He's 15. Oh! 15 year old. Darn it. Darn it. PG 13. <laughs> PG 15. Oh, yeah. Kids got to learn sometime. It's like old school. I think we need, you know, like you said, right? Earmuffs. Earmuffs. Cock shit balls. <laughs> All right, we're ready. We are ready. All right, just so we know here, okay? I'd like to get a little feel. I mean, we know what this table's rooting for, all right? Chiefs, Chiefs, we got Chiefs. Uh, Niners, Niners, let's hear it. All right, I'm uh, truly excited for the Super Bowl. Wait, is there at least one Vikings fan in the house? Is there one anywhere Scream. other than me? My wife, my wife Jill. She's she a Vikings she, fan, your no, wife? she just humors me. Okay, good. Yeah, Jill, don't do that anymore. Don't humor him, the hell with him. Uh, we got to interview Kirk Cousins today, which like Mike was very nervous about because the Vikings are his team, as you all know, but he can be a little harsh on his quarterback at times. And Kirk came in today, and he thought he was going to, like, cancel the, the whole interview. He's like, I don't think he's going to show. I don't think he's going to show. And we had actually the most fun of the day. He, he was a little standoffish at first. Right. A little bit, but then he realized it's okay. He realized, like, oh, these guys are just natural jerks, so I might as well just go with it. Uh, but what's up, everybody? Hope uh, Glad to have everybody here. Chris Sims unbuttoned PFTPM collaboration. It's our first live podcast, okay? So glad everybody could be a part of it. Thanks for coming out. We appreciate that. We really do. We're trying to build something big here. And I know you guys, if you're here listening to us idiots, you love football because we don't know much else in life, really. I mean, that's just what we do. Uh, this guy, copy-paste, copy-paste, snarky comment. Thank you. I'm like, you know, I'm Ron Jaworski, and I watch the film. So we're a great team that way. It's my buddy right here, all right? My real buddy. I like beating him up, as you can see, a little bit, too. Yes, but. Yeah, and it's, it's uh, usually a morning thing, so it's kind of strange to be doing this, like, in the late afternoon. Did you get your 50-year-old um, nap in the afternoon? Yes, yes, Okay, so he's good? Thank all right, you. he's fresh. He's ready to go. He's ready to go, but... We got Super Bowl predictions, all right? We're gonna do a, a few fun things. We also want to include you guys. So questions in your brain, anything like that. Listen, nothing's off limit. You hear that, kid? 
Nothing's off limits, all right? So we can go anywhere with this one, uh, and let's just have fun, all right? I'm, I'm, I'm having a drink, and that's dangerous because we don't know where that could lead to. I know it's okay. going to lead to him. Hey, I, know, I know how you are when you haven't been drinking. <laughs> yeah, right. You add alcohol, and it's only going to get worse. It is only going to get worse. Or better. We haven't really, like, had a real good night of just getting after it. Yeah, danger, right? Yeah, no, and I don't want that to happen. You kind of do. No, not tonight, a little bit. but we a need little to bit. have it at some point. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Not All right. tonight. All right. All right, so um, let's get into it. All right, we're going to do, uh, like I said, we're going to get in our picks. I kind of, I know where I'm going, and I think Mike probably knows where I'm going with, his, with my pick. He's not going to blow that right now. I have no feel for where Mike's going. Like Mike, last week in my crystal ball, I was like, oh, he's definitely taking the 49ers. And then we got here to town, and all week we've been doing PFT, and we talked to other players, and I feel like he's swayed to the Mahomes magic. And I, so I really don't know where he's going to go. I think he's got a good feel for where I am. Yeah, I have a good feel for where Chris is because you may not know this. On his leg, there is a tattoo <laughs> of the initials K and S, which stands for Kyle and Shanahan because they were extremely close, apparently, when they were in Texas. So close and stupid. that they have their initials tattooed on each other's legs. So. There's other initials on there, too, just so you know. It's not like a heart with, like, KS and, like, all right, just so you know. All right. All right, good. I just want to make sure we are all clarified. There's four other initials on there. Uh, but yeah, if he if he picks anybody other than the 49ers, if you pick the Chiefs, I would. Uh, there's no way you're not picking the 49ers. Well, you you know me. I'm able to go honest and take like I want to be right. So I'm not just gonna pick with like my buddy and do all that. Uh, but all right, we're gonna start it off like this. We're gonna do a little like, would you rather? All right, to start off our little conversation. You want to leave this off, or you let's want to do it? Off? First one. Would you rather have Patrick Mahomes' arm or Tyreek Hill's speed? Oh well, I can at least like think about having a good arm. I didn't have Patrick. No, you can't. Arm. I never had Patrick. I had a good arm. All right, <laughs> I might not have been a good quarterback, but I had a good arm. And the like Tyreek Kill, first off, I think is arguably the fastest guy I, I've ever seen, either him or Deion Sanders. I'm still going to go Mahomes' arm, though. I am. I just feel like it lasts the test of time longer. Oh, that's right. You'd be able to throw into your 50. You can, like, you see Brady right now. Brady can still throw a 100-mile-per-hour fastball, right? Like, I, I don't, you, can't, you can't run 4-3 at 39 years old. So I'm going with the Mahomes arm. Daryl Green ran 4-3. Well, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. But I'm going with you, Mahomes. You're going arm. Mahomes. What do you all think? Mahomes arm or Hill speed? What do we got? Mahomes? Yeah, right? See, even the 49ers guys are saying the arm, right? Well, because well, your quarterback's Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Of course you want Mahomes arm. <laughs> well, he's taking shots already. Uh, yeah, no, Mahomes arm is special, though. I really am, like, amazed by it. I, don't, I just tell a quick story about it. Like, when I saw it in person last year, we were in the divisional playoff game, and I'm sitting there watching Andrew Luck. I'm going, all right, he's throwing it pretty good in the snow. And I was like, let me go check out Mahomes and get a closer look. And like the first throw he threw, and it was like into the wind, and it was a blizzard. I don't know, some of you guys might have been there. He threw what I would call a piss missile. Like it there was like, we are. five minutes and 28 cut seconds. Through the wind, perfect spiral, and I was like, whoa. Like I, I really, I promise you, I'd never really send that in person with a quarterback other than when I saw Brett Favre throw, Rodgers throw one time, and then I saw Mahomes and I went, whoa, 
it's 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 more explosive than I gave it credit for on TV and film. So it's truly a special arm. It's it's going to be in the conversation for the greatest of all time when it's all said and done. And Mahomes in the snow is a great story because he told me this after the game against the Broncos this year out in the snow. He had never thrown, never played, never been in the snow until that divisional round right. game out in the warm-ups. And he didn't know what it was going to be like to try to throw a football in the snow. And he realized, I love it. It's great. There's something about the moisture in the air. There's something about the moisture on the ball. And he yeah. actually seems to do better in that setting. Not that there's snow in the forecast for Sunday. No, that would but, be the upset of the year. But he's unfazed. But he, 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 not just unfazed, he loves it. Yeah, I can get that. As a quarterback, actually, if it's a drizzle or a little snow, the ball will get better grip. And the NFL, since they give you a new ball every play, right, and they do a pretty good job, like, you want a little moisture. Sometimes for a quarterback, the hardest days to throw are a windy, dry day. And you're constantly, like, licking your hands because you just can't get any grip on that damn pigskin. All right. Would you rather have Patrick Mahomes' arm or Jimmy G's looks? You know? Damn. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, ladies, ladies out there, we how hands... Arm, you're still going arm. But you think Jimmy G's handsome, right? Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Ladies, Jimmy G, handsome, yep. All right. I'm going arm again, too. The arm. You got the arm. There's plenty of good-looking people. They're right. And the arm's about to cash a $300 million check here soon. Maybe so. $400 million by the time <laughs> right. it's all said and done. The longer they wait, the right. more it's going to cost. And it looks like they're going to wait. And Mahomes is a good-looking dude, right? He's a good-looking guy. He's like in the... I feel like... Uh, this is where I'm showing my age. He's like, he's like a cute boy to me. I don't know. I want to be like, hey, you're. A nice I don't know that you. Well, he's like, you're. Well, you know what I mean. Like a, he's like a cute college. I don't know what I'm trying to say. You're right. I don't know what the hell I'm trying to say. Let's move on. Let's move on. To the okay. Next topic, please. Mahomes is good looking too. Is my point. All right. Would you rather block Nick Bosa or be blocked by George Kittle? Now that's a good one. Would you rather block? This one's easy. It's not that good. It's easy. Because you can, like, half-heartedly block Nick Bosa, like, dive at his legs and just get out of the way. If George Kittle is coming at you, there's nowhere you can go. You're, you, you are taking it. You're such a lawyer. You find He's a way to weasel out of true. the question. But do you want George Kittle coming right at you? He's going to drive you into the ground. With Nick Bosa, you can just kind of do a little, like, turn. Okay, all right. So don't hurt me. rephrase the question. You know your touchdown run in the playoffs? Yeah. The, 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 don't hurt me. Yeah, right, yeah. I mean, I, that guy's loud back there. He doesn't even have a microphone. They're talking about pool table and stuff. That's what happens when you do it at a live bar. I don't know. If you were really trying to get something done, you don't want any piece of Nick Bosa. If you had to try to block, first of all, we saw Nick Bosa. He's built out of granite. I mean, he really is. I'm going to go, I would rather block, be blocked by George Kittle. Are they about to have a fight over there about billiards? I don't know. Let's turn the camera on. They may need the evidence. Right. Twist it around. Exhibit A. All right, well, either way, I'm going with, I'm going with I would rather be blocked by Kittle, and you're saying you'd rather curl into the fetal position? I would curl into the fetal position and try to avoid being trampled by Nick Bosa. Status quo for this guy over here. All right, down two points. Last play of the game. The kicker lines up to a 55-yard attempt to win the Super Bowl. Would you rather be on the team kicking or the team with the lead? That's actually a really good one. Did you come up with that one? You got brains there, kid. Um, what would you rather be? If it came to the Super Bowl this weekend, do you want to be the team that's about to kick the game winner or the team that's already winning? 55 yards. 55 yarder? You're that? You want the lead. 
You want the lead. You don't think the 55-yarder is going to go in. He's going to choke in the Super Bowl, and it might not be right. That's a lot of pressure. I remember a time when a 55-yard field goal was, like, unmakeable. And now guys are banging him from 50, 50-plus 50 all the time. I'd want to go ahead and say, roll the dice on making it. You want to go on the roll? Championship on the line. Yes. I don't think I do. I don't want to let, I don't want to trust a kicker to be the Super Bowl fate of my team. I just can't do it. And I will say this, I think pressure at field goal kicker is real, like my man said over here. That's real pressure. Quarterback, you have pressure going into a game or a player, but you ultimately become reactionary, right? So you're not like, Mahomes isn't dropping back like, oh my gosh, this is a big play. This is third and seven. Oh my gosh. And like thinking about that, he might have thought that before he called the play in the huddle, but then when the play happens, right, he's going, mate, what are my checks? What did Andy Reid tell me? Okay, what defense are they playing? And then you say set hut, and then you just react to what's going on. So like, that's where I think pressure as a player is easier than pressure as a kicker, because they just got to sit there and think I'm going to make it. So I think you're wrong there, Chiefs fans. I think you'll be happier with the lead, but they do have Robbie Gold, too. That's scary. I don't know. That's a good one. All right. All right. Next one. Would you rather win the Super Bowl as a practice squad player or be the Super Bowl MVP on a losing team? Example, Chuck Halley did it Super Bowl five. Super Bowl five. Right. Way back Dallas when. Cowboys. Only time that's ever happened. Only time. But that's actually a really good one, too. Yeah. Look, I, I mean, it's a team sport. Win. It's a team sport. Right. The whole idea is to win as a team. Yeah. I would want to be on the winning team. I don't. I, your Super Bowl MVP on a losing team. It's a footnote to history. Who cares? You get mentioned in a negative connotation, like Chuck Howell. You do. He but was on the losing team. But he, yeah, he was the MVP, but on the losing team. I'd rather be on the winning team. Yeah. Man, a practice squad player, though. I mean, you know. You, you get a ring. Yeah. Do you get a ring? Winner. Give me the ring. I know MVP now, you guys are missing out. I'm just going to tell you, you can get the money for life. I go to events from my dad, and he's, Chuck Halley's there all the time. So he's still getting checks. I haven't seen a practice squad guy there yet. I'm just letting you know. So I almost feel like I'd go with the MVP. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I might go with the MVP, like literally for my life decision, even though my dream is to get a Super Bowl ring, which that is over for now. Uh, I think I'd go with the MVP. For now. For now. You never know. I'm not canceling anything out. Wait, you're not talking about a comeback. No, not a comeback, but like, what if somebody wanted to hire me as a GM when I'm 50? Nobody's years that dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Only you. Only you would be dumb enough to hire me. Earmuffs, you as a GM. kid. Earmuffs, kid. This guy's an asshole, okay? 15 this minutes. Guy's an asshole. 15 Sorry, 15 earmuffs in 28 seconds. Sorry. Is the Sorry. first swear word. All right. All right. So, this is where uh, we want to open it up to the audience, all right? Anybody want to ask us two idiots this questions? This interesting. Anything? Anything Brady guy over there? You want to ask a question? Chris, you're a quarterback, so maybe you can answer it. Brady just finished his 20th year with the Patriots. Right. He's a free agent. Right. What do you think for Brady is the best option for him to do? I think the, the best option for Brady to do after 20 years of football is to stay in New England and try to win another Super Bowl. I do. I don't want to see Brady play for anybody else. That's just the way I feel about it. People think I'm a New England hater. I'm not. I really like love the Patriots. Uh, but I, I just feel like they're close. He's got enough money. Giselle's rich as hell. I mean, how much do you need? 
I don't disagree with what he should do. I agree with you. He should stay where he is. Right. What he's going to do is a different proposition because you and I both believe he's not staying. Well, I'm on the fence, but I, I do think, think there's a real staying. possibility. I think he's not staying, and I think later this year there's a chance you may see Tom Brady sitting in the corner booth at the Playwright Irish Pub because I think there's a chance he's going to end up playing for the Dolphins. A good chance. Damn. A very good chance. Let me just tell you, all right, when Florio has like these kind of comments, my, my, my ears perk up because like he's the king of kind of knowing stuff, but yet like, I, I think this I'm not reporting my anything. My gut tells me this. I'm not reporting anything. Yeah. Just don't be surprised if he's sitting over there eating chicken wings. Uh, that, that, to me, that to me sounds like Florio's got the jump on something, which I do think is a possibility to your, to your point. Right? They come down here, hang out with you oh, guys. Wait, Tom Brady's already here. Yeah, yeah. So, on, on staying on Brady for a second, right? Do you really think he'd go to to a place that doesn't have like a fantastic offensive line? Like, he's he's just not gonna go and like get beat up. He's gonna go and win. So, is 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 Miami or for that matter the Patriots his best chance to win next well, year? Well, and that's a great question because for Tom Brady, it's. When do you want to win? Do you want to win immediately? Do you want to go to a team that's built to win a Super Bowl in 2020? Or is this more of a semi-longer-term, two- or three-year proposition? I think the model to watch is Peyton Manning when he went to Denver in 2012. He went there to have a competitive team right away, but it took them several years to get that Super Bowl, and then he walked off into the sunset. I think if Tom Brady thinks that within three years his next team can win a Super Bowl, and he can say, I got one, without Bill Belichick, I proved I could do it on my own, then that's gonna be attracted to him. And you mentioned his wife, Giselle Bundchen. That's a real factor in all this, where she wants to be. Right. She has put up with him lingering in the NFL far beyond the normal expiration date. And I think as we get closer and closer to his walking away from the game, where she wants to be has more influence. And that's why I believe Miami or LA are the two places to watch, because that's where she's going to want to be. And it's a slightly longer term thing. You go to the Chargers, you can build something over the course of two to three years. You come to the Dolphins, you can build something and you get to you test yourself every year, twice a year against your old team, which would be fascinating for us. I mean, what a story that would be, seeing Tom Brady go against the Patriots twice a year and compete with them head to head in the same division for however many years he has left in the NFL. Yeah, it's like, I, I'm, I'm with you in a lot of ways. That's where I look at it and go like, why? Why would you even want to leave New England? You got a chance to win seven and really be like the number one sports icon in our country, right? Like Michael Jordan six is kind of the standard with Brady at six now too. The Patriots are like a receiver and maybe one key defensive player away from saying, hey, we're back in here, right? So that's where I just go, why would he want to do that? And then to your point, which like I do think it's real and I do think like LA and Miami are in his consideration. I guess like, I feel like Miami's like maybe too far away. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so like, is he really one or two years? I don't know if that's enough in Miami. They might need a little more time than that. Like the Chargers, they really just, they got some pieces. I can see that because the defense is damn good, right? We saw them play all year. They just got to fix their old line and maybe like a few guys. So I, I guess what I'm saying is I would stay in New England if I'm Brady all the way. Uh, but L.A. Think about it, though. is somewhat intriguing all those for a California kid, too. All the draft picks the Dolphins have, yeah. if they don't have to use one on a quarterback, right. if they have Brady before the draft and they're out of the discussion for 
Joe Burrow or Tua Tonga-Vailoa, and they're going to use all the draft capital on getting better, adding offensive linemen, defensive linemen, building the team out around Tom Brady. It, it becomes a fascinating proposition. Yeah, no, it definitely does. You're right, you're right about that. Um, or he could be a tutor for one of these young quarterbacks, too, if they yeah. want to take one of the next two, two years. All right, our 49ers fan has a question. Sorry, sorry to your kids. Sorry. No, hey, don't worry about it. Just two quick questions. Yeah. You really think Drew Brees would actually retire? And do you think the Colts may actually draft a quarterback this year? <laughs> I believe that Drew Brees is seriously considering retirement. That was the first part of the question. That They, they are uh, trying to get him to stay. This isn't the Saints trying to get rid of Drew Brees and move on to Taysom Hill, although they see Taysom Hill, who I think was the best player on the field in their playoff loss to the Vikings. So you said either team. Right. I, I, Incredible. I'm and they see him as the future, but they want Drew Brees for one more year to have a transition from Drew Brees to Taysom Hill. But he's seriously thinking about retiring, and I won't be surprised if he does. And with the Colts, right, everything was fine with Jacoby Brissett until it wasn't. Yeah. Once he got injured against right. the Steelers, it, it all fell apart. And I think the Colts are looking at all of their options for 2020. And their general manager, Chris Ballard, was very, very candid about it. He's not going to mince words. He's not going to blow smoke up anyone's rear end. He's going to say what he believes, and they're going to look around for some, some more help at the quarterback position. I think the Drew Brees thing is, is real, too. Yeah, well, I don't think he would make it. Like, we hear Brady. Brady say, I'm coming back. I want to play, right? There was, no, like, there was no doubt. I'm coming back. I'm playing. When you're setting a timeline, like, I need a month, that always tells me, man, you're thinking about walking out the door and saying this is enough. You know, usually a guy that's all in on playing doesn't even make a comment like that. It almost makes me want to say, dude, it sounds like you already got a foot out the door. Maybe you shouldn't play, you know, because quarterback and football, it's just not the type of sport where you can, like, have a foot out the door and think you're still going to be successful and avoid injury and those things. And that's a great point that he's made many times, and I agree with you completely. For as demanding as the job is, yeah. once you start to entertain that it may be over, that's when it's over. It's over. That's when you know. And somebody needs to have that conversation with him. Yeah. The mere fact that you're thinking about it, it's over. Right. I, I, I think it's very real. My dad always pointed that out to me. And then the Colts thing, like Mike hit it. It fell apart after the injury. And, you know, I'm a guy that, like, sits there and watches film and stuff. And I went from a guy, like, where I was really going, man, Jacoby Brissett is, like, borderline one of the ten best quarterbacks in football, maybe, the first six or seven weeks of the year. And he went towards the bottom 10 at the end of the year. He went way down. And I think, yeah, I think that they're going to look at some, some quarterbacks. I don't think you can feel confident about Jacoby Brissett in the future with, like, how he finished off the year. Uh, I, I think it was really shaky. Um, who else? Anybody got else anymore? You got one more? One more? Oh, we got somebody back there. Jimmy G's over there. What up, Jimmy GQ? <laughs> All right, guys. Yell it out. Go All ahead. Right. So if you were John Lynch of the Niners, would you re-sign Emmanuel Sanders at the end of this year? Barnes, um, say, so he wants, if he goes, if you're John Lynch of the Niners, would you sign Emmanuel Sanders at the end of the year? Well, okay, future GM, what would you do? Uh, no, I would not. I wouldn't. I like Emmanuel Sanders. It would depend on what he's asking for and what those kind of demands are. If it's manageable, sure. But if he's trying to be paid still a hefty number, I would say no. First off, Shanahan's a genius in finding receivers like you saw with Debo Samuel this year. I still think there's faith in Dante Pettis, uh, even though it wasn't his best year. You got born, but I think Kyle has a, Kyle's an ex-receiver. And I think between him and John, 
I don't think they're going to be bullied by anybody into one corner about certain players. Just because I think they have great confidence that they know what a good receiver looks like and the type of receiver they want in their offense to be successful or make it successful. So it depends on the price. But he is getting up there. And they do manage him in practice and things like that. And that just tells you, you know, okay, it's coming to an end and you got to be careful that way. All right, we're going to ask, uh, we'll have some more questions that you can ask later on. We're going to move on to our next topic. What's more likely, we do this from time to time on PSG My cousin Luke. And on the podcast. All right, Chris, what's more likely? The Dolphins trade up from number five to number one to get Joe Burrow, or they stay put and draft Tua Tonga Valoa, or as we've already discussed, they sign Tom Brady. Which of the three is more likely to you? Um, I think I'm going to go with option two, stay put in the draft, and draft Tua or the guy from Oregon. The guy Justin from, Herbert. Justin Herbert is in the conversation with Tua. Justin Herbert is top five in the NFL type talent draft. He is. Oh, you want him over there, Mr. Buccaneer. Yeah. No, you got Jameis Winston. You're stuck. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but I, I think if I'm the Dolphins, I would go with I would go the young route. I would. Like you talked about all the future draft picks they have. They can build something with a young quarterback being the leader kind of bringing that all together, I would do that. Yeah, I, I think that even if Tom Brady decides he's interested in playing for the Dolphins, the better long-term play to build something, get a franchise quarterback who's going to be your guy, not for three years, right. but for 10 years, right. 15 years. I mean, look at what the Chiefs have with Patrick Mahomes. You have the answer. You're going to be relevant. You're going to be a contender well into the next decade right. because of that. And so many teams have those great young quarterbacks now. I know there's a temptation to have an established guy like Tom Brady, but I would go with a younger guy. The only thing that concerns me about Tua, three lower body injuries yeah. at the college level. Right. If you can't stay healthy at the college level, it's much more difficult to stay healthy at the professional level, and that's going to be the challenge. Can he stay healthy as an NFL quarterback? Yeah, that, that is real. I would scare me. That kind of injury Tua had this year was, uh, that's career defining. It can change things in your life. Like, I would be worried with Tua, like, are we going to have hip problems four or five years from now? That would be the thing that scares me. All right, next one. What's more likely, the Dolphins make the playoffs in 2020 or the Patriots, without Tom Brady, miss the playoffs? I'll go, I'll go Patriots miss the playoffs. This is a tough one, actually. This is very, like, I don't think the Dolphins are ready to make the playoffs yet. Who's the Patriots quarterback if Tom Brady leaves? I know they love Jared Siddham, the guy that they got there. Do they trust him in year two to take over? I don't know. I don't know if they do quite yet. So that's why I'm not sure of that conversation yet. I do know from inside knowledge they really think Jared Siddham could be the future of their franchise. The Buccaneers guy is trying to give the Patriots Jameis Winston. Oh, yeah. He's, You're going to unload Jameis Winston on anyone you possibly can. He's, he's had enough of it. Hey, and, and here's the thing. You know, we're so caught up in the Super Bowl. There are so many free agent quarterbacks this year, and Tom Brady is really kind of the first domino, but there could be unprecedented movement of quarterbacks, whether it's Jameis Winston, whether it's Phillip Rivers. Eli Manning's retired until he isn't. I mean, there are so many guys out there that are potentially going to be available. Look at the Saints. They have Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater, Taysom Hill, all free agents. And I think from the Patriots' perspective, they have to ask themselves, Okay, we've got Jared Stidham and we like him, but there's a veteran out there we can maybe bring That's in right. and plug right into our offense. No doubt. And not miss a beat potentially. This will be the craziest offseason as far as quarterbacks that we've seen in a long, long time. Between the draft, 
all the free agents we got coming out, I mean, I'm not going to list them off, but there is a lot of really qualified, really good quarterbacks that are going to be on the market this year to where whether they're going to be your backup or maybe a bridge-type starting quarterback while you draft a guy. Uh, I think that's one of the, the themes of the offseason. All right, here's another one. What's more likely coming up Super Bowl Sunday? Jimmy G throws for 300 or more yards or your homie, my homie, Patrick Mahomey has two interceptions. What's more likely? Wait, Damn. what are you booing? Mahomes? Two interceptions? I, 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 man, I just don't know There's if I There's no can... way Garoppolo's throwing for 300 yards. You're crazy. You're, he could. He could very easily throw for 300 yards. If he throws yards. 80 passes. No, that's negative Ghost Rider. He's shown this year that he could throw for 300 yards. Um, I don't know because it's a tough one. I don't think, I can't see Mahomes throwing two interceptions either. I feel like he's very careful with the football that way. Like I could see one. I, I actually think it's more likely that Jimmy G could throw for 300 yards. I think Kansas City could sell out for the run. Shanahan could have some players that are like, hey, fuck you, Kansas City. You hey, there it is. Sorry, kids. Sorry, all those in table nine. Uh, but yes. That's just where I, I, I feel. I don't I think like the Chiefs could lose and Mahomes could throw one interception. I don't think Mahomes will throw two. He's not in he's he's careful with the ball most times. I, I don't think either's gonna happen, but between one of the two, when you consider all the ways an interception can occur, a tip ball, a lucky bounce. Uh, the 49ers, and one of the things we're thinking is maybe the 49ers will play a very deep zone yeah. defense and force the Chiefs to be patient, and maybe he gets impatient for just that one moment and throws the ball into coverage. I, and I just, I, Jimmy Garoppolo is a three, throw for 300 yards. That would be the ultimate troll job by your tattoo buddy, Kyle Shanahan, to have Jimmy Garoppolo throw for 300 yards a game after three, after he threw eight passes. I, he doesn't want him to. I don't think he wants to play that way, but I'm like, it might just be that way. Like, the Kansas City Chiefs might just say, like, we don't think you can beat us, Jimmy G. It's kind of serve it up on a silver platter. So that, that's where I'm really interested to see how the Chiefs play the 49ers. All right, know? here's another really good one. Am. What's more likely? Aaron Rodgers wins the Super Bowl again, or Chris Sims drops his all-time favorite quarterback, including his dad, Phil. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers out of his top five quarterback rankings. What's more likely? So wait, I drop him out of the top five, or what's the other one? Or he wins the Super Bowl. What's more likely? Uh, You're about ready to drop him out of the top five. Well, it's borderline. I, you know, I keep it real. Aaron Rodgers is my favorite favorite player, and I do think he's the greatest quarterback I ever saw. Like I do. In his prime, I think he's the best quarterback I've ever seen. This year will be the first year in a long time where I will go into a season and go, "There's a new king." And Mahomes, as the, as the Kansas City people know. Yeah, he's the new king. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm going to go with my top five. I think it's more likely that he'll be out of my top five. Wow. Before he wins the Super Bowl. Where is he right now? He's like five, four or five, I think. I'm not going to put him in front of Mahomes, Russell Wilson, uh, or Deshaun Watson right now. I know the, those three for me without a doubt of the three best in the game. And then I would probably put Lamar four. Lamar Jackson at number four. I think so. Wow. I think that's about where I'd put him. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got. Woo! How about this one? Uh, I don't like this one. How, oh, you mentioned Lamar Jackson. What's more likely? Lamar Jackson wins the MVP for a second straight time next year. We know he's the MVP for this year. Or the Cleveland Browns make it to the playoffs. 
I, I don't believe in the Browns. I'm back to the mistake by the lake. Like, screw Cleveland. Okay? My analytics say, you're Make not sure going to be that back this year. Chris Sims says, screw Cleveland. Screw Cleveland. Sorry, Annie. Annie's from Cleveland right here. Yep, she gave me the oh! finger. How dare the she? The first middle finger of the night comes from someone How other than Chris she? Sims. That's an upset. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Jersey State bird is what we call it. But the... the um, yeah, I don't believe in anything Cleveland's doing right now. I don't like Kevin Stefanski higher. I mean, what's there to love about the Minnesota offense? We've agreed everything about the Minnesota offense is really Gary Kubiak's uh, design. And um, Lamar Jackson, I still, you know, he's just a phenomenal talent. I think what they've orchestrated around him is pretty special. All right, what do we want to do? We want to take more questions. Got the microphone. We got some more. Anybody that's got questions, put your hand up. Matt Casey. I'm hot. I shouldn't have the wore a hoodie. Microphone, here Bad we go. decision to wear a hoodie. Okay? Here we go. What do you got there, Woo! buddy? Just a private question with you guys. Do y'all have a uh, Super Bowl bet? Anything private, like uh, wearing a jersey, tattoo, anything like that? Well, I, I have committed to Between Kirk Cousins. Two. I have committed to Kirk Cousins that if he's a Super Bowl MVP, I will get a Kirk Cousins tattoo. No bet. No, not, not yet. Not yet. He wants to know. I want to see who he's going to pick. That bet might come to fruition tonight. I want to see who I'm going to pick. I'm sitting here for the last 30 You're minutes. I have four. changed my mind four times. All right, what other question we got? Here we go, buddy. Chris, when you were growing up and Hostetler took over the QB job for the Giants over your dad, did how did you feel? You were in the locker room at the time. Did you try to do anything to sabotage this? Right, Here's the question. The question is when Jeff Hostetler, the Giants quarterback, ended up taking over the starting job that Chris's dad, Phil, held, what did Chris do about it? I know the answer to this. Do you know the answer to this? You want to hear it. You love it. Okay, good. Young Chris Sims, 10-year-old Chris Sims. Damn. Somebody's coming to take daddy's job. He's putting daddy out of work. You're yeah. going to have to move out of that mansion. But, you have to live in a trailer I, back in Kentucky. I, I, You're going to have to eat the I dog. Couldn't, I couldn't make voodoo dolls at that age, so I had to do something, all right? So I was in the locker room. I believe it was uh, before the 91 season, and... I'm, my dad's going down there to get rehab at Giant Stadium. It's the spring, and hey, Christopher, hey, Christopher, I gotta go down to see Ronnie Barnes. Ronnie Barnes is the trainer. You, you wanna come down with me? And I, yeah, yeah, Dad, whatever, I'll come down with you. So I come down with I bring my book bag, because I got homework and stuff to do, too, because he says we're gonna be there for a while. I'm sitting on the Giants locker room floor doing my homework, and I look up and I see Jeff, Jeff Hostetler's locker, and I went, huh. Okay, I've heard Dad about some of these pranks guys call do in the locker room every now and then. I'm gonna pull my own prank. So I went into the bathroom, I got the shaving cream, and I started to put shaving cream inside all his shoes in his locker at the age of 11 years old. Uh, yeah, and I didn't know, I don't think I ever told anybody that until I was here with Mike, uh, our first year doing the show. I was always like scared to tell, like I still might get in trouble. Uh, but yeah, I was pissed. Uh, as my cousin Luke back there would tell you, that was personal to me. And I was like, how dare this guy take my dad's job? We literally, in the newspaper that year, there was a thing like in the New York Post or one of their, like, you know, vote on who should be the Giants starting, starting quarterback. And my mom's from the same hometown I'm from in Jersey. She went to the same high school. We started like, like idiots, started like voting and calling then daily news and like press one for Sims, press two for Hosteller. And we just kept flooding the lines and pressing one. 
Phil won the vote. Phil won the vote. Did he win the job? He didn't win the job. Phil didn't win the job, but Phil won the vote. But you appreciate me being a good son, don't you? Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Who else has a question? We got what somebody a jerk else over I am. We got some hands up over here. Our Dolphins table as they get ready for Tom Brady to join the team and come to the Playwright Irish Pub and eat chicken wings and french fries. <laughs> hey, the Dolphins made a surprising move the day after the season ended with this uh, Chad O'Shea and yeah. Chan Gailey. Right. I don't understand it. Yeah. Does that give you a clue of where they might go as a quarterback? You kind of touched on it a little bit. Yeah. But it doesn't give me much of a clue. And the question out there was a surprising move by firing the Dolphins offensive coordinator, well, excuse me, Chad O'Shea, and then they hired Chan Gailey. I will say this. I was not a huge fan of the hire of Chan Gailey. Now, I understand them moving on from Chad O'Shea. You know, I think the, for lack of a better phrase, the offense was a little elementary this year, right? And I think Brian Flores saw that, and he realizes that maybe O'Shea needs to go back, be an assistant somewhere, grow his offense to where he can come back a second time around. Shan Gailey, though, at what, 68 years old? I don't, I don't think his offense really evolved the last time I saw it when he was with the Jets because he went from Buffalo, and then he went to the offensive coordinator of the Jets. But it does not give me an inkling on the quarterback thing. It does not. Uh, I, my heart of hearts in Miami, just because Brian Flores was such a New England guy for a long time and grew up in the organization, I would think he'd like a guy like Justin Herbert. I really would. I think, you know, for a team, too, that needs to win sometime here in the near future, two is risky that way. And, hey, two is really good, don't get me wrong. And we're used to Tua because he's out of Alabama. And we go, oh, well, he's always playing a big game. And he's awesome. You know, there's more to it than that. You put Justin Herbert in Alabama, too, and you would have been going, damn, this guy's good. I mean, hey, Tua's two receivers are going in the top 20 in the draft this year. It's not like he was surrounded by a bunch of slappies, as you know. Uh, but I feel like in New England, they are very on the prototypical quarterback. They are. I mean, I know they are. I worked in the scouting department. If you're not a certain size... Uh, height, weight, hand size, they, they basically will scratch you off the board at times. They believe in this philosophy, and I do think you have to believe it in the AFC East a little bit. The AFC East, if you got to go up to Buffalo or New England in December, you know, you got to have a guy that's going to be able to throw in a 20-degree day in New England with 15, 20-mile-per-hour winds. You know, like you see Patrick Mahomes, it doesn't affect him. So you guys never have to worry about it, right? You don't care. Oh, Blizzard, oh, we're playing in Denver. It doesn't really matter. He's going to throw it through there. Playoff time, you never have to worry about it. New England's never had to worry about it with Brady. And I just would think in my heart of hearts that they would try to follow that same thing. Here's all I have to add to the question of the transition from Chad O'Shea to Chan Gailey. Tom Brady does not like Chad O'Shea. That's all I have to add to it. And the moment that Chad O'Shea was let go, you think that increased the chances? That, that increases happening. the chances of Tom Brady. I don't know how I feel about Chan Gailey, yeah. but I know he doesn't like Chad O'Shea. And all of a sudden, Chad O'Shea's not here anymore. Yeah, that's um, often Josh McDaniels. Like people think, oh, you're in New England and you're learning from Josh McDaniels, right? This is just like a little tidbit. Everyone goes, oh, he's learning from Josh McDaniels, or you know, Matt Lafleur. Listen, he learned from Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, he learned the basics. But for anybody to think like these guys are like opening the vault for how they game plan, you're freaking crazy. You're crazy. Josh McDaniels in my time in New England, he'd lock himself in the room for two days. You wouldn't see him, and then he'd come out with a game plan. And 
I don't think anybody really knew how he went about that other than Bill Belichick. I think the rest of the guys on the staff were like, uh, okay, this isn't that great, uh, but it always worked because Josh was brilliant that way. Did he lock himself in a room or did he lock you in a room when you were in the room? Both. Or both? Both. 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 Right. Yeah, both. <laughs> Any other questions? There we go. Our, our Bears fans. That's a great t-shirt. That is a great t-shirt. Great. Packers can suck my ditka. And kiss my buckus. And kiss my buckus. I like that. Very nice. Say that again? The Malachi Crunch. Are you aware of the Malachi Crunch? We have somebody who knows the Malachi Crunch. The Malachi Crunch has come up I heard the show. you say this. Right? I want to show of hands who is aware of what the Malachi Crunch is. Please don't make me feel any older than I am. Well, the you and crunch. two other people. No, that's good. Two is enough. The Malachi Crunch, well uh, known from the Happy Days series when Arthur Fonzarelli was a demolition car driver and his main rivals were the Malachi brothers and their primary move on the demolition derby court, if it was called a court, right. was to crunch you from each side. The Malachi Crunch. The Malachi. And I've made that reference. Whenever a quarterback right. gets hit by a guy on each side, that's the Malachi Crunch. I've heard you say now that. Now you know what the Malachi Crunch is. It never registered in my Thank brain. You. It never registered in my brain. I should have known he knew some Italian guy of what they did in the show in the 70s. I should have known. He's a Mike Florio and he's a Frankie Valli. He's a backup singer, as you see in this picture. Do we have any other questions? Thank you. That's a great question. Anyone else before we keep moving? Here we go, right behind, right there. Yeah, we got two more. Two more. Hey, Chris, how long until the Giants come back? How long till the Giants come back? How long till the Giants come back? All right, so I love Daniel Jones, and I'll be the first to say I was, that was an evaluation I was wrong about in the draft. He was amazing. He's a franchise. He's, I think he has, like, true superstar qualities. I'm a little suspect about the Joe Judge hire. I can't lie. I mean, the Giants are my heart. I root for the Giants. I work with Joe Judge. Joe Judge is a guy where I always had like my radar on him. Like, ooh, this guy's gonna be a head coach one day. Did I think it would be right now? No, I did not. Do I question how much offense and defense Joe Judge knows? Definitely, I do. Now I've liked the hire so far. Like I think Jason Garrett is a smart hire for them. I think Jason Garrett will be a better offensive coordinator than he will be head coach. But I'm questioning that along with you know, I just don't understand the rush for the Giants to do it. I, I feel like this was a Bill Belichick hire for the New York Giants. Okay, that would be what my radar says. First off, I think Bill kind of screwed over Josh McDaniels to make sure he didn't leave town. All right, I really think that was his game plan. Joe Judge was going to take the job at Mississippi State. And I think Bill went, wait, I'm going to lose this guy regardless and I don't want to lose jo uh, Josh to the Giants. And the rumors I've heard is that Bill called the Giants and sold them on Joe Judge. And I have an issue with that. I'm just sorry, I do. Wait, wait. Bill Belichick sold the Giants on Joe Judge. Yeah. So Joe Judge wouldn't go to Mississippi State. So Bill Belichick wouldn't lose Josh McDaniels to the Giants. To the Giants. And the Giants aren't smart enough to see through all right, of that. Right, that's where like I know you and bo both you and me have been like, wait, first off, you're being threatened by Mississippi State? Like, take your time. If the guy wants to go to Starksville over the New York Giants, then he wasn't meant to be anyway. Let to him Mississippi go. State. If you are in a, if you are the New York football giants and are in a stare down with Mississippi State, yeah. there is something seriously right. wrong with this picture. Right. I know. And uh, yeah, so Based, back to the point, 
It's gonna I, be a while. It's, it might be a while. It's gonna be I'm a while. Not, Sorry. I'm At not least loving you it. have how many Super Bowl championships? Five? Four. Four. We got four. four. You've been to five. We got four we got more than four. the Vikings, so be happy with that. All right, we got one more We're question. We're not the Vikings. Don't worry. We're not the Vikings. So uh, this is for both of you. So, uh, Mr. Sims, you said that uh, uh, Rodgers is the best quarterback of all time. Why do you think he's better than Elway? And for Mr. Florio, I don't know who you said is the best quarterback of all time. Yeah, that's oh, right. That's, uh, the best quarterback of all time. I mean, it's the guy with all the rings. It's Tom Brady. Yeah, he, Hashtag he, Tommy. Six championships. He the goes, best of all time. Without he, question. He goes Tom Brady. I, see, I just don't look at it like that. I don't. Now, Elway is my second best quarterback of all time, just so you know. I would go Rodgers, Elway, then Brady. And I know people look and go, well, that's, that's freaking crazy. You're fucking losing your mind. Sorry, kid. Easy uh, transition. But you go with the non-profane version, and then a half second later, right into the profane. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Yeah. That's quite a choice. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well done. But I, yeah, I don't make it you know, all about rings and that discussion. I just don't think that's fair. It's the ultimate team sport, yet we boil it down to one person. And Mike's heard me rant about this so much, he's probably like, oh, damn, I, I gotta hear this again. Yeah, here we go. But you know what I wanna say. I mean, okay, my dad won the Super Bowl, Dan Marino didn't. You guys gonna start telling me my dad's better than Dan Marino? Marino! Right! Marino's better. Sorry, Phil. Suck it. You're not as good as Dan Marino. Dan Marino gave his free slippers you know, today. You're going to tell me like Eli Manning's better than Brett Favre because he has one more Super Bowl? Absolutely not. That's insanity. That's insanity. So I respect Brady. The talent is real. But Elway, Rodgers, they're like victims of their own great. I like Jim Kelly. He's not quite there in that class. But they're like victims of their own greatness in a lot of ways. Almost like LeBron, where we're all gonna look at LeBron and go, he lost the finals six times. And I'm gonna go, yeah, but he took teams that nobody else on the planet could have ever took into the finals, and he lost them. And that's where I feel about Elway losing the first three Super Bowls, where I'm gonna go, like, come on. Nobody in football could have took those teams to the Super Bowl. He was that great. And Rodgers, the same thing. I think a lot of years we've gone, the Packers are Super Bowl contenders, and I've tried to go, no, they're not really, but Rodgers is so awesome, we just go, okay, and you're going to have this in Kansas City soon, too. There's going to be four years from now where the team's going to be like, maybe fell all off, but we're all going to go, they're Super Bowl contenders because of Patrick Mahomes. That's what happens, and I get it, but as you know, it's a team sport. The best team wins more times than not. If not true, how does Nick Foles beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl? How does Phil Simms beat John Elway in a Super Bowl? Phil Simms' team was better. Nick Foles' team was better. Phil no. Simms was pretty good. He was pretty damn good. I'm not trying to like totally crap out of my dad, but I'm just trying to make my point to where it hits home. It's a lovely image. <laughs> All right, speaking of the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 54 props. We do this every week when we do the joint PFTPM Chris Simms Unbutton podcast, the prop bets and some of the various things that are actual prop bets you could wager on where that kind of activity is now legal, which is pretty much You guys everywhere. like the bet out there? We Shortest, got betters here, we got, we betters, got betters, we got betters, gamblers. he knows, he I knows. I knew you were. The universal sign for I knew yes. both of you were. Yes, I will you bet. You got it written all over you. This guy's got a tanked out mom with tats. Oh, there, there you go. My guy here, the Buccaneers fan, for sure. I know, you live in Tampa? Dallas. You're from Dallas. You're all screwed up then. What? How the hell did you jump on the Buccaneers bandwagon? I was a kid, man. You were a kid. And still, how? You were a kid, but how? Hey, man. Hey, I'm from the Super Bowl. 
I like yeah, that. Right. I like that. That makes sense. Okay. All right. Prop bets. Shortest touchdown of the game. Over under one and a half yards. One and a half yards. Um. Shortest touchdown. Yeah, shortest touchdown. I'm gonna go over. I, I just think like if the 49ers run it in, they'll be like still at like the eight yard line or something like that. I don't see a lot of one yard touchdowns in Kansas City's DNA. So I'm going over. All right. Well, I, I agree answer with you. it. I agree with you. I think it also will be over. Well, see what he does to me team, sometimes he makes me answer. Well, it either team score on. four straight times in the game. The yes is plus 240, and just so you know, because we have to do the elementary gambling analysis with you, plus 240 means you bet 100, you win 240. No is minus 300, meaning you have to bet 300 to win 100. Will either team score four straight times, yes or no? No. No team will score four straight times. As much as these offenses are so explosive, I just can't see anybody going on a, on a run like that. I think one of the offenses will answer at some point where you might get a two, a 14-point swing or a two-score swing, something like that. But four, I don't think we're going to see like 28 unanswered like we saw with the Chiefs in the divisional playoff game against the uh, Tennessee Titans. Yeah, uh, I don't Texas. see that happening either. I mean, I'm hoping, we always hope every year for the Super Bowl for a close, hard-fought game that goes down to the wire. These teams seem evenly matched. I can't imagine either team scoring four straight times. We should ask my cousin Luke. My cousin Luke loves to gamble. He's one of those guys who likes to text me every day. I'm getting him in trouble with his wife right now. That's my cousin Luke. You see him right there? Hi, Luke. <laughs> cousin Luke. What, cousin so what Luke. does cousin Luke think? Cousin Luke, what do you think? Four straight scores. Four straight yes or no? scores. Is that going to happen? He's all flustered right now. He's like, oh my gosh, he just outed me to my wife. Oh, he just. <laughs> He wanted to clarify that my dad won the job back from Hosseller. Yeah, he's a good cousin. He's a good cousin. <laughs> All right, largest lead by either team in Super Bowl 54. The over-under is 14.5 points. Will the 49ers or the Chiefs lead by more than 14 and a half? I'm going the under there. I'm going, these are real, right? This is a real over, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm going, even if this is a blowout to me, I think it's like a 10-point win. I don't, I don't see it more than 14 and a half. Now, you, I know, are a little bit different for me on this one. I just have a weird feeling that because we have this sense the teams are evenly matched, and they are, and that it's a close game, and we hope it will be, I just feel like it's going to be more likely that one team gets broken mentally right. when they fall behind. Like, the Super Bowls back in the 70s, it felt like if somebody fell behind by seven or more points, they were done. Yeah. I hope that doesn't happen, but I just feel like it's susceptible to happen, especially if it would happen to the 49ers. I don't think they're built to come from behind. The I, Chiefs I, yeah, are. Yeah. I don't think the 49ers are. And if right. the Chiefs start fast for a change, yeah. we've seen them start slowly in the postseason and recover from it. If they start fast and build a lead, I could see the 49ers break. I, um, I'll agree with you there. I do think if the Chiefs jumped out to a big lead, and got up 14 or 17 nothing, it's in, they're in deep trouble. I agree. I don't think you can depend on Jimmy Garoppolo to dissect you that way. And then also Spagnuolo, Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, very creative. If he gets you into like passing only, he can uh, confuse a quarterback. You got a question? Yeah. Who has the coaching advantage going into the Super Bowl? Coaching advantage in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs with Andy Reid or the 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo? Or I know. Shanahan. Your tattoo buddy. No, tattoo buddy. These are, I mean, as I told this table earlier, 
If it wasn't Kyle Shanahan in this game, I would be rooting for Andy Reid and the Chiefs. I think you know that. We've kind of said that all year. Right? I mean, Andy Reid's amazing, but it is my, this is one of my best friends, so I'm rooting for the 49ers, just to be transparent that way. But, right? but that is, isn't it weird in this Super Bowl? Yeah. There's no villain. Don't we need a villain? Like, everybody wants to choose Everybody's likable. Or the 49ers, everybody likes everyone. We need a villain. Right? No, we don't Richard need a Sherman's villain. Richard Sherman's the villain. Richard Sherman's the villain. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Go ahead, answer the question. Um, the coaching edge. I'm going to give, all right, the defensive, the defensive coordinator edge, I give the, the Chiefs, all right? The offensive edge is really close. I think I would give it to Shanahan, though. I do. Now, the overall, like, if we were just going to say, okay, now you got to take one staff or the other. Man, it is really close. Mm. I think I'd probably take the Chiefs in a really close one. Really close. Like, as close as it gets. But I'll give, like... I'm telling how I know. Well, I'm not going to say... Uh, there's, there's a lot to it. I think the Spagnolo thing gives me... A little bit. You don't have his number. He wouldn't be that crazy to give you his number. You, you have no idea who's doing that. I know. No, I know he's got some numbers because we've had some numbers call us while we're on TV live a few times where I've been like, damn, he's calling you on a Monday morning? What the hell? There's been a few times. Stop. I know. I won't say who it is. But there's been a few. He's getting all nervous. Um, no, I can't. I can't add him like that. But that's why I get scared when he tells you, I got a hunch or I got this. I'm like, oh, shit, he knows something. That's when I get scared. So who has the coaching edge? I said I gave the Chiefs. I did. Wow. Yeah. Well, I Just am telling slight, Kyle. Slight edge. All right. Slight edge. Uh, let's see what other prop bets we have here. How about the, the ultimate question that comes up every year? The coin toss. Heads or tails? It's been tails five of the last six Super Bowls, proving your age-old adage, tails never fails. Tails never fails. Well, it be tails again. Tails never, we had to get rid of our coin toss on the show because I dominated it so hard rigged. that we had to go to trivia. Hashtag rig. I was in the head of the woman in the control room controlling that graphic, like. They like, have no idea what you're talking about. I know, but I'm explaining it to them. I'm going tails. Yeah, I'll, I, I'll go tails. You go tails? Tails, tails never fails, I learned that from you. Yeah, thank you. All right, uh, the Man, this is a good, we did this earlier today, and, yeah. and this is a different twist on it. The jersey number of the first person to score a touchdown. Mm. The over-under is 26 and a half. Yeah. So you go under, you're going some of the receivers, running backs, quarterback, you go over, you've got the tight ends, right. some of the receivers. I like this Some one. of the running backs. Yeah, so 26 and a half, you 26 said? and a half. So 26 and a half gives you, like, Damian Williams, it gives you Deshaun McCoy. It gives you Sean McCoy, Breida, Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Tyree Kill, McCole Hardman. I'm trying to think if I miss anybody in the Niners. Sammy Watkins. Oh, Debo Samuel. Damn, that's a strong group. And then if you go over 26 and a half, you got like you said, Kittle, Kelsey, Mostert at third. Yep. I'm going over. You're going the over? I'm going the under. Anybody got a feel? What do you think? Who scores over first? Over under 26 and, and a half. Jersey number or over? You think under? Well, you're a Chiefs fan. You're going over. You think it's going to be Kelsey in their first they touchdown. Think it's be, they think it's going to be Gyrie Kill. They think it's going to be Patrick Mahomes with a 27-yard touchdown around while the 49ers stand around and watch him run by them. It could be. We haven't, we haven't crossed that bridge yet be. tonight. Let's not. Let's not. Well, 
Is Mahomes' foot still okay? It's it's fine. He's it's okay. I wonder if somebody jinxed his foot and he got hurt from it. Out. He's I wonder fine. if somebody talked about Jimmy hitting Garoppolo. the quarterback too I much. I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I have no idea. I walked right into that. It was fine. I was over the wall. I was escaped. Florio's taking a lot of crap this week. Florio, first off, is a huge Mahomes man. And he does not want anybody to get hurt. I'm going to stick up for him there all the way. But he made some comments about the 49ers need to hit Mahomes. If, if he some, runs. Yeah, if he runs. He said with a flag, which means No, I didn't say no, that. No, no, he didn't say that. <laughs> But no, some Kansas City people tried to make a bigger thing of it. His point was you got to make the quarterback pay when he runs, which is that is real. I mean, you're the face of the NFL, you're the franchise, you got to make them feel it. And look at that, that highlight, the highlight for the ages, one of the best highlights of Patrick Mahomes' life, the 27-yard touchdown run. And it happened in part because the Titans didn't know what to do. He takes off running, he's near the sideline, can we hit him, can we not hit him? And you just watch him run right by you, and we've seen that all year long. The quarterbacks know how to take advantage of that, that, that buffer they have around them. So they get near the sideline, defensive players pull up because they think the quarterback's running out of bounds, and then the quarterback just keeps running. No, and it, it and the Titans let him do it, and my point was, is, and always will be, the 49ers are not going to let him do that. Yeah, I know. Boo! Thanks. Thanks for <laughs> He agrees with me, but he wants to boo me about it. But you know my point. I got it. Yeah, no, he's right. He's right. All right, keep it going. Let's go. Where what else? Go? You got any other questions? What do we got? Any other? Got a questionnaire. There's a question over here. Hi, Mike and Chris. How's it going? What's up, buddy? I'm with uh, Andrew from Bridgeport, West Virginia, Mike's house. Hey, two years ago, I knew that uh, Patrick Mahomes was going to be the real deal. He showed that thing when he was at Texas Tech. He'd sit on one knee and throw the ball 50 yards. Right. They ended up, uh, the Bears took Trubinsky before him. Did you guys have a feeling that he was going to be this good? And do you think the Bears obviously regret not taking uh, Yeah. The so question relates to the decision of the Chicago Bears to take Mitchell Trubisky instead of Patrick Mahomes. Well, he, that yeah. comes up from time to time. Did we know Mahomes was going to be as good as he was? You did. I, I mean, yeah, listen, I've been wrong, and I'm not trying to sit here. I'm like the oracle of life. But I, yeah, anybody that watched any of my stuff that I was doing digitally at the time, I, I really was like, I came out strong and got a lot of flack from some of my NFL friends where I was like, I, one of my first digital videos I did, I was like, Patrick Mahomes, he's the best player in the draft. I was like, I, I, this guy's Aaron Rodgers, he's Brett Favre. And, you know, I got some flack at first, and then I feel like everybody started to look at it. But, yeah, he was one of those guys where it was like a no-brainer. I turned on the film, and I was like, whoa, that was some throw. And I was like, hold on a second here. Who the hell is this guy? You know, because I had a few people tell me he was on the radar. And then I just kept watching, and I kept going, Holy shit, I've never seen anybody do this kind of stuff. So I was all in. And to say that too, you know, Brett Veach, he gave me a little credit last year at the Combine to say, like, not that I, they needed my two cents, but he did say they saw me, like, some tweets I sent out and things like that where he showed Andy Reid to go, like, listen, here's another guy that, like, thinks he got something special here. Um, so I saw the elite ability. I did see that. There's no doubt about that. It was an amazing dynamic with Patrick Mahomes because there was a small group of coaches who knew how special he was going to be. Yeah. Andy Reid, Sean Payton of the Saints, 
and Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy, the right. And they kept their mouths shut. That's why it's so much of a cloak and dagger exercise. This guy tried to get his tattoo buddy Kyle Shanahan to take Patrick Mahomes. I did. He tried. I and did. what did Kyle tell you? Two weeks before the draft, I call, Kyle calls me. We have conversations all the time. And he's just like, hey, you know, first he asked, he, he liked to ask me, like, anybody jump out to you under the radar that you love? that maybe I'm not missing or like somebody's not talking about. And we got in that conversation and then I was a little bit like, all right, so what are you feeling at pick number two? And he was like, ah, oh, I don't know what to do. He's like, I think I'm gonna have to pick this Solomon Thomas. He goes, I like him, but I don't really wanna pick a defensive lineman at number two. And I said, well, did you check out this Patrick Mahomes? And he went, yeah. He goes, man, you like him that much? You think he's the number two pick? And I was like, ah. Oh. Yeah, I, I do. I was like, I, I think he's as good as anybody I've ever seen come out in the draft. And, you know, Kyle, I think, had studied him, but wasn't sure. And Kyle's sight sets, his sights were set on Kirk Cousins. I think he thought, I'm getting Kirk Cousins when he leaves the Redskins. I'll get him. But then they started out 0-10, and then he realized, I need something right now. And Belichick called because... Basically, Brady and Mr. Kraft wanted Garoppolo out of there, and they offered up him, and he, I think Shanahan, out of desperation, took Garoppolo, and then that was that. That's really how it kind of went down. Could you imagine how good the 49ers would be right now if they had oh, Patrick Mahomes? Oh, oh. It would be un unbelievable. And the ultimate irony would be if Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs beat the 49ers. I, it would, and it really your would tattoo be. buddy will say, I should have listened to you. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. And he'll hire you to be the new GM. <laughs> Yeah. Why didn't he hire you to be the GM? I don't know. I don't know. It's, he's, he did fine. He's good. Should we move on to one more? Any yeah. other questions? Who else has a question? There we go. Our, our buddy with the awesome Bears t-shirt. Uh, hey, guys. Who do, who do you think have the best What's chance up, to replicate the 49ers to go from one of the worst teams to make the Super Bowl next year? Ooh, That's a great question. That's something we brought up on the show. Who's got the best chance to replicate what the 49ers did by being one of the worst teams this year? to being a Super Bowl team next year? Man, that's a really good one. Uh, I'm just trying to think of the worst teams right now. We're talking like- We've done this on the show. I know we have. You already I, forget. I wanna, be, I wanna be right. Like, I don't feel like we've really, we've talked about it, but we really, have, I don't think I've solidified a team in my mind. Like, the first one that came to my head a little bit was the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, I look at them. Jacksonville quarterback got hurt this year. You know, Minshew came in, did some good things, made some, but I think there's a lot of pieces there. There's still a lot of superstars on defense, some young receivers, some good pieces of the offensive line. I look at them to be a team to watch out for. I'm trying to think. I know I'm missing somebody. I should have my computer. I'm a believer in the Miami Dolphins. They finished five and four, right? They started 0-7, finished five and four down the stretch. Yeah. And I think with all the draft capital they have, they get some good young players that can come in and make an impact right away. I don't know if they can necessarily make it to the Super Bowl, but when you look at what's happening in the AFC East, the possibility Tom Brady leaves, there's an opportunity to take over the division. I and I will not be surprised teams. if they continue it. Just to make sure I You're not aware of the 32 teams? Well, I'm not aware, aware but sometimes I need a refresher. Do you not work in football? My, my girl Alexa here just said the Chargers, and the Chargers are a team where I would say, ooh, receivers, defense was top five defense in football. You know, Rivers won't be there anymore. If they can get a young quarterback or somebody in there. Who's that, the quarterback going to be? Ugh. Cam Newton. Cam Newton, Chargers quarterback week one. Do we like the idea Cam Newton is a Chargers quarterback? They need that. They need to have like somebody who can sell tickets. Yeah, I, I, do, I do believe that. I'm just trying to look. Jameis Winston. He wants to send Jameis Winston to the Chargers also. 
I would have said Cleveland if it weren't for the recent coaching hires, because I think their talent is there to be set up like that. But now I don't believe Lind in Cleveland, okay? So that's well, not in my They'll be in the Super Bowl next year. We're that would be amazing. That would be amazing. But uh, I think we hit the teams. I think we did. How about the Lions? Do we think the Lions are ever going to bust through? They're giving Matt Patricia another year, Patriot Way, Bob Quinn, Matthew Stafford. It, it, yes. They had some games early this year. Yeah. They won that maybe the old Lions teams would have lost, and then it all fell apart. Can they turn it around? I think they're close. I do. I think that this is a huge offseason for them. They need some difference makers, right? I mean, to me, they need, like, a difference maker. They need some defensive stars to, like, make some plays for them. It can't always be Matt Stafford having to make something happen for them. Uh, I do think they're close. They're one of those teams. I'm not sure I'm going to put them quite in that category. All right. All right. Shoot. Good. Sorry. I could have done better. Right. Got a question? Uh, uh, go ahead, buddy. Okay. What team next season will be the most surprising to say? Oh, say that a little louder because that's only hooked up to the, the audio for our digital, and I can't hear you here. So go ahead. Scream it out. What team will be the most surprising next season? Surprise team next year. Well, like, depending on what the Colts do at quarterback, like the Colts, I was going to put in our, our big guys' question here a minute ago, but they were 7-9 and nine this year to where I want to be like, that's not bottom of the NFL. But the Colts, I mean, they got a wall. They got a big blue wall. Their offensive line is phenomenal. They got a lot of things I like. The quarterback situation's got to get figured out. Like, the Colts will be a team I would say watch out for. I also think the Houston Texans are not far off either. That's not a surprise. I know, but I'm just saying, like, I think they, they can be in, like, an AFC championship they were up next 24 year. 24-0 in the divisional round. Thank That's you. Not a surprise Thank team. you. Okay. I mean, the Dallas, does Dallas count? Next year, 49ers is a surprise team, too. Well, I just was trying to give some other ones. The Cowboys, I mean, what, what is wrong with the Cowboys? What is Let's wrong talk about them for a second. America's team, they were born 60 years ago yesterday. Mike McCarthy's the new coach, the former Packers coach. What's wrong with that Cowboys organization? Um, I, I, I think that you do have to look at just Jason Garrett, the attitude, the toughness of the team, some of the situational decisions they made. Um, they're all over the place offensively. You know that was my issue all year, like, you know, one week it was drop back and throw it 40 times. This week we're going to run it. And I wanted to be like, why? I don't get there on the rhyme and reason. And then, you know, I hated their defense. I love their talent, but it's the same defense, play after play after play. And that's scary. That just in the NFL this day and age, if you're playing the same defense every play, it's just not going to cut it. Like New England, the Chiefs, right? They change game plans on a week-to-week -week basis. So you might think like, oh, they were doing this last week. This is a good clue on film. And then you come out in the game and you go, huh, they changed a few things up. You know, these quarterbacks and receivers are too good this day and age to just line up in the same defense every play. You know, that's one thing that scares me about this matchup. The 49ers play the Seattle defense. Now they have phenomenal talent, but it's the same two defensive coverages every play. Patrick Mahomes is going to walk to the line of scrimmage every play and go, it's cover three or it's man-to-man. -man. It's cover three or it's man-to-man. -man. And he's never really going to be confused by the defense, which scares me in the matchup. It does. Because I look at that and go, ooh, Mahomes can make plays. Andy Reid can dial up some crazy shit he's thought of the last two weeks because he knows what they're going to play. And that's scary to me. And that's like, 
that's got to end in the NFL. I, that, to do that, those days are over. All right, so now the time has come. You have waited patiently or otherwise for oh, us to make baby. our Super Bowl picks. I have no idea what my pick is going to be. I have gone back and forth 17 times. I, you know, you're going first. Here. You're no, going. I'm not going first. I've been going first all freaking year. You make me go first, and I do it. You're going first, because I know what your pick's going to be. You're picking the 49ers. You cannot violate the blood brother tattoo buddy oath that you have with Kyle Shannon. There's like, no way you're not picking the 49ers. I like being right, okay? As much as I love my best friend, I, I like being right. Um, so I am going with the San Francisco 49ers to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm sorry, I really like this table. <laughs> Go ahead, it's okay, you can boo me, it's all right, I won't be. Uh. He's used to it, he played for the Buccaneers and Texas. He's used to it. <laughs> what an asshole. Go ahead, make is. your pick. I, um, I'm going 49ers. I do think this guy right here is the greatest player in the NFL right now. And he scares the hell out of me. But it is a team sport. And I've been saying since about week six or week five, I was like, I'm not picking against the 49ers the rest of the year. I thought they were the best team in the NFL. I think they are one of the rare teams in the league right now with five first-round picks on their D-line, depth. They can stay fresh. I think Bosa, deep forward on the edge, can... What? Yeah, yeah, you better not line off of size. You're right. Yeah, I know. You're right. He screwed you guys over last and year. And we talked about that today on, yeah. on the show. Right. There, there is, I think, an angle there with D Ford potentially jumping offside to key spot because Patrick Mahomes will know the verbal cues the that may make him to jump. Like that. And sure. they know it's going to be in his head. Go ahead. But I'm going Niners. And I think, you know, I think this is going to be a high scoring game. I do. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go 49ers 38-34. I am. Uh, I know. I know. I know. And you, you know, know that's not the highest scoring Super Bowl of all time. No, it'll be a little less. Points. You know, that was a bold prediction draft. Yeah. 75 is the highest scoring Super Bowl of all time. 49-26. I'm going to go 38-34. I am. I'm going to go on a limb. And I think this is going to, at some point, the first few drives, they might feel each other out. I just feel like at some point, it's going to explode. It's just going to explode. These two guys are too good on the offensive minds, and I mean Reed and Shanahan, where they're just going to have too many plays, too many things to throw at the defense. And as much as I like this 49er defense, too, their predictability in Mahomes, that alone scares me for them. And I think Mahomes is going to have a big day statistically. I do. I just think the 49ers got a few too many players. They're the fastest defense in football, that running game to go with it. And I know Jimmy G is not in the class of Mahomes, but when you have a running game and then a guy like Shanahan to help him out, I think that will help him look like he's somewhere in maybe the stratosphere of Mahomes, even though he's not really not. You know, I've said this jokingly throughout the week, but I don't think it's impossible that the 49ers win and Patrick Mahomes is the MVP, just like the Chuck Halley Chuck dynamic Halley, right. from Super Bowl V. Right. It hasn't happened since then, but I can see the 49ers win but no one really stand out the way Mahomes will stand out statistically. He could be the MVP of a losing team. I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, what would it take though? Like, what would it take? It would be like, they lose like maybe 38, 35. He throws five touchdown passes. Has a huge day. 500 yards. He's clearly carrying the team and the 49ers have a smattering of 
running back by committee. Right, right. Garoppolo. There's no superstar. Right, you're right. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't think that's crazy. Although, in my perspective, I don't think it's going to matter, Christopher David Sims, because after careful deliberation, I am going wow. with the Kansas City Chiefs. Ladies and gentlemen, the Chiefs will win Super Bowl 54. Booyah, 50 years after they beat my Vikings in Super Bowl 4. The wow. Chiefs will win it. The Chiefs will win it. 30 to 27. I love that score. 30 to 27. You want to put it back wow. on? All right. I got this hat from the Chiefs several years ago. We had a bet on our old afternoon show. Brian Westbrook and I, the former Eagles running back, we had a bet about something, and I said if I lost, I was going to dress like Andy Reid. So they sent me the whole ensemble to dress like Andy Reid. I, I didn't I even realize this was yeah, here. This is an Andy Reid jacket. This is an Andy Reid hat. The Chiefs sent me this years ago. I'm going to give this to my friends at the Chiefs table. It is uh, lights free. You're fine to wear it. I'm clean. But uh, Chiefs, 30 to 27. Wow. I can't believe it. I, all last week, you were like, what? I'm, I'm not crazy. I'm going with the 49ers. I saw what they did to Aaron Rodgers. I just, I'm shocked. I didn't think you would actually do it. I'm very happy. So first off, I'll say this. Um, I will be happy for the Chiefs as they do win it. Because of Andy Reid and Mahomes, I love them. Like my little boy, his favorite player is Mahomes. We sit in the living room at night. My wife would tell you, my little boy throws the ball and he's got Mahomes mannerisms down. He walks around. He does. It's crazy. I'm like, can you just throw the ball normal first and stop trying to throw it sidearm right away? All right, between that and Odell Beckham Jr., he screwed my kids up, all right? But um, my, my point, uh, I forgot what my point was going to be, actually. Something about the Chiefs winning. Oh, but I will, be very, I will be very happy. And the big thing is this. This guy kicked my butt this year and picking against the spread and our best bets, but we will tie if the 49ers win. So now I got a chance. But see, I could have gone the easy way. You and could've. I could have gone with the 49ers you and, and, and clinched the victory. But nothing about you is but easy. I, I can tell right. them that. I want to be right. Right, Florio's life, Jill, right? Oh, yep, she says nothing she, about you. She's not paying attention that's to us at all. I'm used to that. <laughs> all right, so uh, that's it. That's it. That's it. Hey, we appreciate everybody coming out. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Go Chiefs. Thanks a lot. Go Chiefs. Thanks a lot. Like, uh, it's been a great year. We want to keep doing this kind of stuff. This is our first experiment with it. We really appreciate you coming out. Mike was really nervous about how this was going to work out. I'm nervous about everything. He is nervous about everything. He thought you guys might heckle him. He didn't know what was going to go on. I was like, we talk for a living. We're going to sit in front of people and talk. That's what we do. Usually they're not here. I know. All it usually is is the camera. There's not all the people. And I didn't know how garage. it was going to go with all the people. And you're in your garage in West Virginia most of the time. With or without pants, I don't know. I Sometimes don't know. without. With or without. With tonight. With tonight. Yeah, I know. I hope tonight. Thank you. Uh, but thanks a lot, everybody. And that's it for PFPPM. Chris Sims on Button Collaboration. Great job. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.
just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.